What's up, guys? Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Chandelay, aka Chandelay the Esthetician. I am so excited to have you guys here today because I have a very special friend who is from my city. She's a boss ass bitch when it comes to everything beauty, right? And her name is Morgan. I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Thank you. Hi. We are so happy to have you on. Guys, if you don't know, I'm going to go ahead and link her Instagram down below, but this is going to be such a good episode. Morgan has done, I mean, Morgan, what have you not done? Like, Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you've in the, done in this everything. Industry, I, I've pretty much done a little bit of everything at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about it today um, and we're just going to dive right into it. So real quick, guys, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, make sure you show a little love by hitting a rating star. We're looking for five stars. Okay. That's what helps us get our podcast out to the next individual. So we would really appreciate the love. All right, guys. So without further ado, Miss Morgan, welcome to the show thanks for coming on we appreciate thank you so much for having me um so i have a lot of information to give because my story is really pretty long um but i've been in the beauty industry for 13 years uh next month actually um but i kind of want to start like prior to that because when i was in high school so i'm originally from a really small rural farm town in northern illinois like hour and a half southwest of chicago and when I was in high school, um, my high school had something called an area career center. So like okay. as a senior, you could sign up for like a trade, like a trade school type oh. of thing. There's tons of different trades. Um, and the second half of your day at school, you would, they would bus you out and you'd go do this. And then the end of, um, like when you graduated high school, you'd also graduate with a certificate or a license. Um, wow. Cosmetology was actually one of those things. And I remember being like 17, like as a junior in high school, I was like, oh, I want I want to do hair. Like I want to go to cosmetology school. But at the same time, like it was like cosmetology school, beauty school in general was like, that you don't do that. It. You're going to go to a regular college and you're going to yes. get a degree and you're going to make money. Right. Yeah. And so I never told anybody. I kept that inside and so I didn't tell anybody. I actually graduated high school a whole semester early and um, wow. decided I was going to go to college because that's what I was supposed to do. And so I actually studied for two years at a community college and I um, majored in graphic design and photography. I've always been really interested in, in art in general. And so I, I spent two years in a community college. Um, I was a really great student all through high school. Uh -huh. I'm even like, I had like my last semester of high school, I think was like mostly like study hall because I yeah. didn't need so many, very many credits to graduate. So That's I get to high, or I get to college and I realize I have this freedom, right? They're not going to call my mom and tell her I didn't show up. Yeah. And <laughs> it's so not happening. I, I kind of like, I signed up with it for a bunch of uh, classes with my best friend, which not the best idea. Not the best idea. Not right? the best idea. We skipped class a lot. Um, yeah. So so anyway, so I got through these two years of college, and it came down to um, I, I kept failing like psychology and stuff. Like I'm such a right brain person. I'm like very hands on. So all of my my art classes I excelled in. And you did I amazing. Those. But like math and and psychology and like all these other classes that I needed for my degree, I couldn't get through. 
Wow. And so I, at the end of two years, I decided I was going to take a semester off and just kind of figure out what it was I even wanted to do. Do I want to continue going to college or like for this or do I want to do something else? Like, where do you fit? Yeah. Yeah. So my, I have two sisters. My one sister, her name is Kendall. She's two years younger than me. So at the end of my two years of college, she was finishing up high school and high school was really difficult for her. She's been now as an adult, um, diagnosed with ADHD, which back in the day, like we didn't even talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she struggled. She ended up dropping out of high school. And my uh-huh. mom was like, figure out what you're going to do with your life. I don't care, basically. So she was like, I'm just going to go to hair school. And I was like, shut up. Like, I want to go to hair school. I've always wanted to go to hair school. If you're going to go, I'm going to go. Wait, so what? I, I actually <laughs> I packed up all of my stuff and I moved down here to Wichita um, the month that I enrolled myself in beauty school. I was 21 years old. My whole life, I knew that I, I didn't want, I didn't fit in in that little rural town. I needed something bigger. And um, my dad lived here at the time. So uh-huh. I just packed all my stuff, threw it in a, in a U-Haul, and like hauled my ass down here to Wichita. And I've been here ever since. Yes. But as soon as I got here, I immediately went to Zanon International Academy, enrolled myself in school, and um, within that month, started class. And so I'm actually a licensed cosmetologist. I'm not a licensed esthetician. Let's go. Um, So so that's kind of like how I even ended up in the beauty industry. Um, Wow. So that's really interesting. I think it's so funny that you hit on the fact that like we weren't really taught from that age that going to beauty school was like a a career path that you could realistically go on and do well. Like yeah. that wasn't. It was like a side job yes. for some people. That's what it was like. Like it was like, oh, I do hair on the side. Like people have asked me in the past, like, what's your real job? And I was like, the this fuck? Is like it. this is my real job. <laughs> you see me doing it right now. <laughs> a lot of people deal with that as a struggle in their life, where they're talking to their parents. Or mm-hmm. I know some of my listeners. That's something that I get in my comment section, where they're trying to break the news to their parents, like, hey. I'm not going to go the traditional education route. I'm going to go more of a skill base. Mm-hmm. And they struggle with that conversation. What do you think would be your best advice for someone who is in that conversation right now? Oh, man. You know, for me, so my, right before I moved down here, um, and I had told my family that this was my plan, I was going to go to beauty school, I my stepfather who's passed away now, but at the time he was like, really, you're not going to go to regular school. And I was like, no, I'm not like, I have always been the type of person I stand in my truth. Yeah. And I'm confident in my decisions. Um, they're not always good decisions necessarily, but, <laughs> but I stand by them, them. <laughs> and we learn from things. Right. But yes. I was like, no, like I'm not, I'm not going to be your idea of who I should be. I'm going to be who I want to be. Um, And that's stepping into your own authenticity, which is a really big part of my life these last several years. Um, So my advice would be like, listen to your gut, go for your dreams and do it anyways. Um, Because if it's truly what you want to do, you're going to succeed. Yeah. And like, I mean, there's just, I mean, I went to co- regular college for two years and I feel like I wasted that two years, which like in hindsight, I have taken some of that been in, classes yeah, and that knowledge sure. with me throughout this industry. But um, yeah, there's still a part of me that's like, what if I had done this in done it before? Where yeah. would I be now? 
I know. You know, honestly, I think about that all the time, girl. I was working in a call center. This was years ago. It's so funny that you call you said you used to work for AT and T. Yeah, I yeah. did for yeah. years, and I remember talking to our director, and I was like, I think I'm. I want to go to school for beauty. I think that I really like it. And she was like, you'll never make any money. And I was like, okay, bitch. <laughs> Watch me. I was like, okay, cool. But I didn't do it. And I worked there for like six more years, bro. Like what? Yeah. And and I, I think about it all the time, Morgan. I'm like, why didn't I do this when I felt it? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you know, but hindsight's 2020. Thank goodness I did because I learned so much and it helps me business wise. But yeah. So, okay. Fast forward, you go to beauty school, right? And you do it. You're a cosmetologist. Now what? Yeah. I mean, even in beauty school, like I was, I was our, uh, we had a student body, like, um, we're called ambassadors, but it's kind of like, what do they call it in high school? Um, student council. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So I actually, um, I went into, I went into school one morning and um, there was always uh, like a president of this, the, you know, the ambassadors, the student council, right? So I go into class one, or I go into school one morning and we always had something called excellence, which is just like a quick, like 20 minute meeting with the entire student body and the staff just to kind of mm-hmm. set the tone for the day and figure out what we've got going on. So everybody's on the same page, right? Well, they'd also do announcements and stuff too. And I remember walking in there this day and I sit down and I'm with all my classmates and stuff. And they're like, all right, guys, we have an announcement. So-and-so who was the president is graduating soon. So we need a new one. And we've already voted on who it's going to be. And it's Morgan. And I was like, wait, are you you freaking kidding me? Like you guys picked me. Like I didn't even know that people were voting and they picked me. (laughs) And so I stepped into that leadership role and that was the first leadership role that I stepped into as far as this industry goes. Wow. Um, yeah. And I mean, my class at the time alone, we had, I think like 40 of us in class. We always had two instructors in our classes. Um, and so I remember, you know, I go through school, we get through it. I had my ups and downs of course, but I get through it and we always have a huge graduation ceremony. And here um, at the time it was at century two because our class was that big. And wow, uh, I mean, I had family that traveled down to come to my graduation ceremony and um, my mom was there and she, I get up on stage and I give a speech and my mom's never, nope, these people in my life have never seen me stand on stage in front of, I mean, there was a couple hundred people yeah. give a speech. And I think that was kind of the first time that for a lot of my family members who were kind of like, mm, what's she doing? She's going to beauty school. Like. This what is probably it? not going to work out. I think that, that that seeing me in that role for them was like, okay, yeah, she's she's going to do this okay. and she's going to do well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, and I loved my time at school so freaking much that I actually like was like, I graduated and I was like, can I work here? And they were like, Morgan, no, go, go do what you came to go to school for. Go be a stylist. Um, you know, and they're like, go, go out for a year. And if you still want to come back, you know, you can apply then. So I worked in a salon um, that first year after I graduated. And um, so did you go right into a like salon commission style type situation? Yeah, it was, was commission. It yeah, okay. It was commission based uh, salon. Um, and this was 2011. So like, as far as like commission rates and things like that go, it was so I don't different. I don't even remember anymore. 
but um, it was a brand new salon. They had just opened. Um, the girl who was opening it when I was a student was working the front desk at the school I was going to. And so wow. that's how we met. Um, you know, we made that connection and I was hired on. However, that first year was like, honestly, like, what the fuck am I doing? Because I didn't have another job. Uh-huh. That was my only job. And, you know, in this industry, whether you're commission or an independent owner, you don't make money unless you have a client. Yeah. And I didn't have any clients and the salon was brand new. So there wasn't already, you know, foot traffic or people calling in to make appointments. And so I really struggled um, financially that first year. And I was like, oh crap. So the end of that first year, I, I, I did apply to work at, the, at that salon. Again. You were like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that first year, um, I was very impressionable. And I saw a lot of things behind the scenes um, and heard a lot of conversations going on. And that first, that first experience for me was like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be a business owner. Oh, I don't wow. want these responsibilities. I, this is like scary. Like I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. Like I can't this pay my people. Much. Yeah. I was like, I want nothing to do with ever owning my own salon. Wow. Yeah. It was like, I still like, like that was like triggering. Honestly, it was, it was really traumatic. It was really yeah. traumatic for me. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. We're here now. We're it's here part now. of the journey. I right? From that. I learned from that. It was traumatic, but I learned something. So, um, yeah, so I, I, at the end of that first year, I went back to the school I'd gone to and I submitted my application. They were hiring for like part-time front desk. So I got hired, I got the job, which I didn't think I was gonna get, to be perfectly honest, um, which might be a conversation for like a I was like, time, why? Like okay. why I didn't think I was gonna get it. <laughs> Little illegal reasons, but. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> But I got the job. I got the job, and um, and I loved it. And then by the end of that first year of working there, I actually applied for a full time management position and got it as well. So I went from being out for a year to just working in school uh, atmosphere, part time, the front desk with clients. Um, and then within that first year, I became that front desk manager. And then the following year, I was like, ah, I want to be an educator too. <laughs> Why so not? I started going through the educator program and um, finished that, and that was great. I, the first, cl- I remember the first class I ever taught. It wasn't even actually the student body. It was a group of Girl Scouts that like needed like a badge for something, and so they had asked me if I would teach a little like thirty minute course on like how to like take care of your hair, right? Mm-hmm. And so I did that, and that was the first time I ever taught, and I was like, oh my god. Like this brought me like so much joy. Yeah. And like so much satisfaction and purpose. Yeah. I could totally see that for you. Yeah. And so I, you know, I ended up the first class I ever taught was anatomy. And I was like, what? I do hair. I have to teach anatomy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but um, and I can remember Caitlin, my wife, and I um we lived in an apartment when I was prepping for this this anatomy class to teach it for the first time. And I was like, I had note cards like handwritten cards of like, like, uh, what do you call them? 
index cards and like index cards yeah um like flashcards i made flashcards flashcards yeah and i'm walking around in circles around my dining room table just like reciting everything i'm like i gotta have this like i can't walk into an anatomy class where like some people are nurses because right. like, yes. for some reason this the beauty industry goes hand in hand with nursing as it well it does <laughs> it's like so interconnected it is and so i was like i gotta know my shit and i don't know I, I, I didn't know shit about anatomy you know not in depth and so anyway so then the next morning comes i go and i teach my class and freaking nailed it i was on literally like this high that like <laughs> i can't even explain yeah uh, well that's yeah. the high that you feel when you are walking in your purpose yeah it yeah. is it is yeah and i worked there i think i taught for another seven years um whoa yeah i worked there for quite a long time but um yeah i the last three years that i worked there um i was actually not only working here locally in wichita full-time but once a month i would travel to the st louis campus um, oh. The owner, which it's, it's now, is an international academy, was purchased by Kim McIntosh and her husband. Um, they had been involved with the campuses for a very long time. There was originally six Zenon campuses throughout the Midwest. Um, and the Peel family owned those six campuses and they were ready to retire. Mm. So Kim and her husband acquired this, this location here in, in Wichita and also the St. Louis campus. Um, and so there was just some kind of things that were going on in the St. Louis campus that Kim couldn't quite like touch on like she couldn't quite figure it out and so she had asked me if i would um start going up there and so for the last three years that i worked for that company i spent a week every month in st louis at that academy oh my gosh and my role there was a little different there were sometimes i was also a licensed educator and cosmetologist in the state of missouri so i could legally teach classes if i needed to mm -hmm. so there were there were times where i would step in and sub for for the educators if they were sick or called in i'm short staffed whatever it was but a main portion of my job responsibilities for that location was to sit and observe mm -hmm. and figure out what the problems are and come okay. up with solutions. Mm. And so I did that for three years. And the end of that three years, that was May of 2020. And wow. I was like, this doesn't serve me anymore. I I had always wanted a job that took me or that allowed me to travel. And so at first I was like freaking stoked. I was like, hell yeah, I get to travel. Even if it is just to St. Louis, I get to travel. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so, and it was cool too, because it's only, St. Louis is only a four hour drive south from where my home is in Illinois. So every mm -hmm. month I was so seeing my sister and my family still. Yeah, so and that, that was, so that win, was a little win bit win of a for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my career there ended in, in 2020, but we can backtrack a little bit and how okay. I even got into skin in the first place. Yeah. That's um, what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've done all these different things. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so gosh, I don't even remember what year it was. It was probably, which time is weird, like 2020, like totally screwed things up for me. And I like everybody else, I think like we lost a year basically. Yeah. And so, but I want to say it's probably been like six years ago now. Um, I was always a yes person. I did not tell my bosses, no, whatever they wanted me to do, I did it. And which I'm not that person anymore, but okay, good. <laughs> at the time, I did whatever anybody wanted me to do. And so, um, so the owner, so Kim, she came up to me and she said, "Morgan, we just lost the the educator 
who was teaching the skincare curriculum to the cosmetology students. So like every state is different, um, but in the state of Kansas, a, cos a licensed cosmetologist does study hair, skin and nails. Um, and so up to that point, I had only been teaching hair color classes. I specialized in hair coloring techniques and formulations mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was like, you want me to do what? And <laughs> she was like, we need someone to teach this class and I know that you can do it and you'll do it well. And I was like, you're not wrong. I mean, you got the best now. And so, yeah, so I, I uh, you know, I just started just studying up and diving into the curriculum around the skincare portion. And um, a couple months go by and I, I teach my first class. And at the end of that class, I was like, shut up. I <laughs> love skin. I don't love hair anymore. I love skin. Wow. And at that time as well, like I was kind of going through, um, personal shifts too. Okay. The hair industry is very fast paced. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, there's a lot true. of anxiety that I had from that. Um, you know, people have high expectations and sometimes low budgets. Um, oh. or even just having high expectations, but like your hair, like may not be healthy. It can't get do it, it hair, right? right? Like, like there's tons of different wig, reasons. It's like, babe, that is a wig. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Can I get black roots with silver ends? I'm like, go get like a wig. Kim's hair is fake. Kardashian, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, not Kim, the other Kim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was just going through all this, these personal shifts in my, my personal life and, um, had started really figuring out what I wanted out of life, like how I wanted my life to look. And, you know, I would, I would almost live one, like my life the way I wanted to outside of work. And then I'd go into work and it was completely different. And I was like, mm, I don't like this. Like this doesn't feel right to me. And so I started stepping away from hair okay. and was working more with the estheticians. And there at the time were more cosmetology educators than there were aesthetics educators. And so my management team, they were more than happy to allow me to step more into that aesthetics role and out of hair so much. Mm -hmm. I'm still teaching my hair color classes, but- um, There was, was space for you to grow in that skin. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like when I was scheduled to be on the salon floor with students and their clients, I would move more to with the estheticians and work with them and their clients um, more so than with the hair students. Um, and then at the time, so this was like 2018, 20, I think it was like the end of 2018. I had gone to Kim and I was like, I, there, are, there are limitations with my license as a cosmetologist. I couldn't use, like we couldn't do dermaplaning, we couldn't do microdermabrasion, we couldn't use any, any advanced machines. Basically we could do customized facials and waxing. Yeah. And um, I said, I, I want to grow more into this role in skin, but I think I need my aesthetics license. And so I started more of like a, a self-study in the aesthetics program to get my aesthetics license. Uh -huh. But that was like a lot. And I am the kind of person that like, if I have to do something on my own, I'm not going to stay on track. Like I need somebody to hold me accountable. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't happening. And so I found myself kind of like slowing down on that aesthetics curriculum and assignments and things like that. 
And <laughs> the universe like came to my rescue in mid 2019. I got an email. We all got an email from our state board of cosmetology stating that um, licensed You're cosmetologists good. <laughs> were good to go. You don't have to have an aesthetics license. You can legally practice anything an esthetician does. And so I stopped doing that aesthetics program. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, instead, I just focused more on taking continuing education classes, connecting with local you know, spa owners or estheticians and, and just learning some practical. Yeah. Yeah. Some real world. Yeah. And so, which is the way I learn best, which is the way a lot of us learn best in this industry is being hands on. So, so I stepped away from the aesthetics program and that licensure, uh, because I didn't need it and just went into, you know, more continued education. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so that's kind of how I got into skin. That's amazing. I like that you're sharing like such a different perspective because sometimes people think they have to do one thing. And once they do that thing, like that's, that's it. That's who you are. That's what you're doing, babe. You're not doing it. It was who I was for a while. And then it just wasn't. Well, until, I mean, you grew. Yeah. Right. It's called, it's called evolution. Yeah. It's a journey. (laughs) Yeah. And you're, and you were very much in it. So what do you feel like helped you the most as an educator when you were working with like students? Do you think the year that you spent kind of getting some skills instead of going straight into being an educator helped you a ton? Or did um, it matter? What do you think helped yes, you grow yes. as an educator? A hundred percent. Having that real world experience um, versus, you know, graduating and then like just going like starting there. You don't know the real world. You know, the, the world that you're in when you're an aesthetic student is honestly so different it really is it's it only shows you a tiny portion of things and you only know what a lot of times what the curriculum is being taught at your school like your educators will bring real life experiences to you but it's important for people to go out and experience those on their own as well um so i am thankful that they pushed me away and they're like (laughs) no go out in the field for a year and then maybe come back you know um plus then two a benefit of that was that anybody that I had gone to been a student with was no longer there. So I didn't have a weird influence mm-hmm. on those people um, because I have seen that happen before where yes. somebody comes back in, whether they're like a guest speaker, they come back in and they're trying to, to teach people that they also went to school with. And you just don't, don't necessarily get taken so seriously. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's definite benefits from being pushed out into the real world before ever coming back. And, and like, there's a lot that I've learned, you know, as an educator over the years. Uh-huh. But when you're going to be an educator and you're going to teach our future professionals in this industry, I think it's super important that you have some real world experience Knowledge. to bring to the table. You know what, what about I mean? people who want to go right out of school? Because I'm sure you have you've had how a ton of students at this point. I know some of the people you taught, right? Like you are. I I messaged you like it was literally me messaging you, and I was like, yeah. hey, I think I want to be an esthetician. Yes. And um, yeah. So, do you feel? What do you say to people who are in school and they're ready to open their business now? Like today, not like open their own business, like whether they want to open like a spa or like a private room, you mean? Yep. Ooh. 
Because I got a lot of people who listen. And here's the thing. I preach getting some type of experience. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to do it forever, but like really go get your legs, you know, Mm -hmm. like really go stretch those out a little bit, get in the water, see how it's feeling, um, swim around Mm -hmm. and really figure it out because it can be risky, but you're, you are an educator. So I know you had many people who were taught that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still have, just yesterday I set up a, um, uh, like an appointment, not really an appointment, a time for somebody who's thinking about going into aesthetics to come in and spend some time with me here. Um, but like in school, yeah, that that's, that can definitely be a goal. Make that your goal to have your own business. I think that's freaking amazing. But unless you've run a business before um, or went to like college and, and majored in business, it's a really scary world out here. Um, I personally like don't know how to like manage my money. I love to spend <laughs> it and I love to make it. Me uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I have a wife that like same knows that, that, that part of it. I'm things, like, you but... take that money and figure uh-huh. it out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just there's so many there's so many risks um, to just going right out of school and opening a business. First of all, it can take on average three years to build a solid clientele. Um, and like that's a fact in this and that's the research that you have done and you know this is a fact like it can take that long yes yeah it can take on average three years to build a a steady clientele um so i would honestly like my biggest thing to tell people is to interview like don't go to interviews to be interviewed go to interviews to interview them interview these salons interview um you know the owners the managers talk to the people that work there, you know, yeah. and make sure that you're not getting yourself necessarily into a situation that is going to end poorly. Um, but because that will, happens so often, that's why I opened my own place. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely recommend going into a, a salon or spa as a commissioned employee first um, to help you learn the industry, learn the insides, you know, the inside workings of how our industry even functions, um, learn how to work with clients because in school sometimes oh, students, I, I personally struggled bringing, bringing clients into the school when I was a student because I just moved here. Yeah. I didn't have friends or family. Um, I mean, I had like, I had my dad, you know, but like, right. But not like that. Yeah. Completely was in somewhere new. And so bringing new clients in was a struggle for me. Um, that was also during the day of like, not like social media was, it it existed, but it really didn't. It wasn't on the level that it is today. And so like, I would literally have to go out and hand out business cards to people like in their businesses. I would put business cards on windshield wipers like I would stick business, my business cards inside of box dye at like Walmart and Target because I was like, when you fuck it up, call me. <laughs> that is faster right there. That's mastery. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we don't really have to do that so much anymore. We've got social media for that. But, but still, but that's, I mean, that's so amazing though. That's smart. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would say definitely go out into at least a year, at least a year. You know, in this day and age where we do have social media and we can put ourselves out there and find more clients maybe a little bit quicker, um, spend at least a year on a team. Um, 
a team that's going to help you set goals um, for growth, have, you know, create expectations yes. for you as a professional, you know, those types of things. Yeah. Um, because if you don't have any of that, I, there may be, you may get lucky and your business will be successful, but when you it's don't have hard. those things, it's just going to be harder. It really is. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It it's hard out here. It's hard out here. You're not entering I mean, it's hard out industry. here with, with like the best plan, right? It's hard out here with a full book of clients and, um, you know, tons of experience. It's still hard. So imagine none of those resources and going through the journey, like, right? You, yeah. you need some of those things so you can grow and learn what you want to do, where you want to be. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's part of it. Like you have, the way I look at it is you have all the time to open your business. You can, there's no like deadline. No, it's no. Not like, and that's the thing. Like, yeah. that's what I've learned opening this place is that time is everything. The timing is always right. The timing is never wrong. Um, you know, like I said, when I worked in that first salon after I graduated, I was so traumatized that I never wanted to have my own salon. I, while I, you know, in the like first 10 years of my career, I constantly had people asking me, why don't you have your own salon? Like you are so successful and so talented and so knowledgeable. Like, yeah, why don't you have your own salon? And I was like, because I've seen the back end of things and it, it's scary. I'm good. I don't want anything to do with it. I want to basically like go in, take care of my clients. And at the end of the day, I go home and I enjoy my life. And so I never wanted to have my own place. Since opening here, like the biggest revelation that I've had is I was never ready. I never wanted to have my own salon because I was never ready. And I'm now I'm ready. Um, you know, and for me, <laughs> No, you should say that again, girl. Like that's a word right there. Yeah. You, that, that, you know, I drive, I, I'm caught, my, my, my brain is never shuts off. And so I drive a lot and I'm thinking about all these things. And the moment, the first time I had that thought, I freaking cried. I was like, holy shit. Like you were, you were never ready. And now you are. And that's why this is this, you have this place. And I, I really think that having all the experience that I have. I mean, I've been in sales. I worked, I worked for sales. I'm like, I went, I drove my car around Wichita and walked up into salons and was like, want to learn about this new product line? Like, <laughs> which I never want to do that again. I am not a salesperson. I hate that. Um, I don't like being sold to, and I don't want to sell to people, but I did it. I had that experience and, um, you know, and I still learned from it, but, um, yeah, the timing, timing is never wrong. It's never wrong. It's so always, what helped you get to this place of opening? Um, so sorry. What helped you get to this place of opening Cloud Studios? <sighs> okay. Oh, so first yeah, of all, can in... I just say that I am obsessed with the branding, the name, <laughs> the everything. It's so freaking cute. Girl, it's like a whole story of like how we came up with the name. Um, I mean, even the branding too. Like. It was a mess. So basically, when I so in January of 2020, I was still teaching at this time. I stepped into my first spa position and worked part time as a, I called myself a skin therapist. I didn't actually call myself an esthetician, um, but I called myself a skin therapist. So I had my first job um, as a skin therapist in a salon or a local spa here. And um, but my main job was still with the school. And so um, I would schedule clients around 
my time or my schedule at the school, right? But a lot of times we didn't get that schedule until maybe the week before. So my problem here was pre-booking my clients. Yeah. I couldn't retain clients. Um, and so then in May, after like, you know, we've been shut down for a while and everything started opening back up. I was like, I said to my wife, I was like, I, I don't, I don't think I want to teach anymore. I don't think I want to work for this company anymore. And I'm really scared. I was on salary at that point. And, um, I was like, but like, I need you to understand that like, if I quit that job and I go into this new position full time, which is commission, if I don't have a client, I'm not going to have money. Like, I don't know what and, we're doing. <laughs> and my wife and I, we still don't even share bank accounts. Like everything is separate. Um, some of the bills are in my name, some are in her name. We split the mortgage, you know, everything is fair. But yeah. I had to really explain to her that like, I may not have a paycheck like for a week or maybe two weeks or however long. So like, you may have to pick up a bill here or there. And she yeah. was like, Morgan, I have watched you transform. And I know that your teaching position no longer serves you and i see how happy you are in this role as a as a skin therapist and i support that and um we weren't (laughs) we weren't in office we were not in office um we were not in office at the time and so i i i'm i'm not i the owner of that school is like my mom okay and so like by no means did i want to do break the news to her this way but i emailed her my resignation letter um because we just weren't in the school and so I had one morning I woke up, I typed out my, my resignation letter and I'm like crying <laughs> and, and then of Caitlin, course was you still, are. <laughs> Caitlin was still in bed and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. I'm so anxious about this. Like, do I quit my job, my salary job? Like I've had this, I've worked there for nine years. Like, do I go into the unknown, the completely unknown because I didn't have a clientele. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I believed in myself and my wife walked downstairs that morning from bed and I said, babe, I'm ready to hit send on this email. And she goes, hit send. And I felt like freaking hit send so fast. And I was like, oh my God, I just quit my job. I just quit my career. Like I just quit it. And um, I was like, okay, here we go. Like we're gonna go straight into doing skin and that's gonna be my new role in this industry. And, um, you know, there for a minute, it was it was tough getting, getting building my clientele, but in my career, I've made so many connections and I've put myself out there and people trust me. And so I slowly started having new clients trickle in, friends, referrals, strangers, people that found me on social media. Um, And I was there at that first spa for, oh, a year and a half. And by like the end of the first year, I started looking at my numbers. I'm a numbers girl. Also because I taught numbers and like business and, and it's important in the school situation, like for so long. So like, it's just in my brain, it just happens. So I'm looking at my numbers and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Like on average, it's been said, if you move salons that you could lose like 20% of your clientele. So I was like, take 20% of that income that I'm making out. And this is what I'm left with. And like figuring out like overhead costs, insurance, booth rent, like all this stuff. And I was like, I think I can do this. I think I can go out on my own. And so I made the decision that I was going to do that. However, like I said earlier, I'm not real good with saving my money and and stuff. (laughs) So like, 
I didn't have any money. I had nothing. Like, I mean, I had money, but like nothing that like Not I could like go, that, go yeah. out and order everything I need right then and there, right? Yeah. So each week that we got paid, I started ordering like a few things. And so um, I, I put my notice in, um, I gave a 30 day notice uh, to my boss at the time. And um, you know, he, he was he was supportive to my face, um, but not behind my back and I ended up ultimately getting fired. And like four days before my last day, and that's when I was like, okay, I'm done. Like there is this, we are the beauty industry and there is this heavily toxic mindset in this industry. And if you don't want to support me or whoever else because you see me as your competition now i'm 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 out that was a blessing it was a blessing in disguise i sold like eighteen hundred dollars in gift cards that day (laughs) i was like thank you universe because i was like oh my god it was the week before christmas i had a full schedule i was like what am i gonna do i just lost my job i've never been fired from a job before but everything worked out it all worked out it all worked out so yeah so i went to my friend Lindsay who was getting ready to open a salon, her own salon. And she had actually come from the same salon and spa that I was at. Okay. And so I met with her and I said, here, look, I'm sick of working for shitty people. I'm going to, um, I want to rent my own room and I'd like to do that at your business. Um, These are, you know, this is what I bring to the table. Like we had a whole conversation at a a coffee shop, right? We just clicked, everything worked out. And I told her, I said, I don't know if it's gonna be a year or five years, but I wanna open my own business. I wanna open my own place because I'm sick of being treated um, like shit. Like this, yeah, like shit, <laughs> you know? for real. So, um, I do things differently. That was, that's always been my goal. We're gonna do things differently. We're gonna uplift each other. We're gonna support each other. We can all freaking win in this industry. There is like 400,000 people in this area we can all succeed. Like, Not everybody is yes. for you. And I realized that. I was like, I don't want the entire population of Wichita and the surrounding areas to be my client. Are you kidding me? That would and be so, you know, I really just started putting myself out there authentically and stopped, you know, being this professional version of myself. I can be professional, but I can also be myself. And um, so I, I joined Lindsay and I rented a room from her over at Merlin Alvin salon and I I by we opened in February of what what year is this 2023 2023 so 2021 yeah 22 no 2022 oh yeah we opened in February last year by April that year I had too many clients on my books like I was like, are you kidding me? Like I can't even believe that. Like I go out on my own, and now I have people that want to come to me. They didn't want to come to me when I was at the previous place. They wanted to come to me, but they did not want to go into that place. That's fair. And that's when I had an influx of clients, and I was like, holy shit! Like I have too many clients, and I shut my books down. And my books, honestly, have stayed closed ever since. There are a few times in you know this last year or so that I have opened my to a client here and there because people move people's budgets change people's schedules change things like that but my schedule has stayed full and i'm like oh my god like i can't believe i did it so that's amazing a year and two months after i joined Lindsay and opened my own my first business i opened here 
I had told her when we met, I was like, I don't know if it'll be a year, if it'll be five years. It was a year and two months. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, that's crazy. <laughs> That is so amazing. It's it's still yesterday was three months that we've been open and I still am just like, holy shit, like I come in here and I'm opening my own business. For 13 years, I walked into somebody else's salon or spa and I opened their business. And now I'm opening my own business and I'm doing things on my own terms and I have you know, policies and, and things like that that align with who I am and align with who my team is and it's just that's beautiful <laughs> it's wild it's freaking wild but Dude, that's goosebumps because it's so funny i literally remember like i remember your announcements and like seeing you post and seeing your content and i was just like inspired like i was mouth on the floor inspired and honestly maria what i think i was inspired by the most is something you were talking about where it's like um a competition right like a lot of people in this industry i don't well i don't want to say a lot of people but i have ran into it myself personally yeah. where we kind of gatekeep information yep, yep. sometimes or yep. we're like oh it's cool until you're doing it now you're doing it i don't know if i can tell you anything else yeah <laughs> and yeah. what i loved most about connecting with you and the entire time is i feel like you're such a cheerleader and supporter of other people who, even if they're doing the same thing, you're like, I don't care. I want to see you do well. Yeah. Like you said, there's so many people who I'm, I don't own all these people. Oh. I can even service all these people. Yeah. And I think it's just really inspiring to see that because in this industry, like you get a little, you, you know, you get a little afraid or you can be jaded and it's just amazing to hear your story and know that you were not jaded right but not only did you want to do something different for yourself but you also wanted to make an impact for other people yeah. and create yeah. a space like that with cloud yeah. studios yeah there there's there's one reel in particular on my personal page that i shared several months ago and it has to do with people business owners or managers thinking they own people, sorry. Um, and I call them out and I'm here to challenge those people. I'm gonna call you out and if you feel offended by it, check yourself because it's probably talking about you and if you're offended. If you support that and you get it, that's not you, you know? So if you are feeling attacked by something that I'm saying, it has to do with something you're doing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I am here to challenge people. I've been, you know, I've, I've, I've been in the industry now for 13 years. I've made a name for myself locally here. And um, people want to, people seem to want to, to hear what I have to say. Absolutely. And so I say it. As you should, right? <laughs> <laughs> I try to be graceful about the way I say it, of course. There are some times where I just want to pop off a little bit, but... I honestly respect the way that you come across. And I noticed the shift in content too, when it was a little bit more, you know, we all have to do it. And I started that way too. I was like, oh, I don't cuss. I don't anything. Yeah. I don't talk about being gay too much. Cause you just, you don't know your client mm -hmm. and I'm not trying to, then I started thinking, I was like, well, if they have a problem with me, Bye. my life, <laughs> what I do and how I do it, then I don't really want them, nope. right? Like yep. you're not for me, you might be for somebody else. Yes. I can even recommend you, but 
if I'm not your cup of tea, I'm sorry, but I can't be anything else. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it, you're completely spot and it's on. Freeing. It's so freeing. It is so liberating to get past that because you know, from the beginning of your journey as a, as a student, it is taught to you how to be a professional. We don't talk about you know your your sex life. We don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. And if that's the policy inside that those four walls, we can we can respect that. That's totally fine. But outside of that, you don't have to. Um, <laughs> you know, if you work for a salon, we spot, don't talk about policy, it in our treatment of course, room. You know, <laughs> we, we're going to respect our business policies. But if they don't sit well with you or align with who you are personally, that's that's a red flag. Like, get out. Go find somewhere else that more aligns with who you are. Um, you know, I can remember thinking of back to working in a salon when I was still a hairstylist. It was right after, not this most recent election, but the one before that. Yeah. I went to bed thinking, this man will never be elected. Like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is Girl, a I think we joke. all did. I woke up that next morning and I cried. I was like, is this real life? Like, are you kidding me? And then I went into the salon and in the break room cried with another stylist over it. My first client that morning yeah. She comes in, she's she's an older, you know, middle-aged woman, and she comes in for her cut and color with me, and I asked her, you know, good morning, you know, how, how are you doing this morning, how are you feeling? She's like, oh my God, I am so exhausted. I was up until four o'clock in the morning celebrating the victory, and I was like, bitch, I was just in the back room crying, and now I have to stand here for a couple of hours and cater to you? Are you kidding me? Yes. And that's when a light bulb went off for me. It was like, why do I want this person's money? Why do I want to subject myself? Because truly, like, in my opinion, that is like mental abuse. And, um, but at the time I was a commission employee and the policy was you take your client no matter what, doesn't matter. And so, you know, I, I didn't work at that salon for very much longer after that, <laughs> to be honest. Um, that's fair. But now I talk about who I am. I, I proudly, I talk about my own values. Um, I also know that you know we can we we have the ability to believe and have our own opinions in whatever capacity, right? And I can respect that. But if it steps too far outside of what I believe and what my personal values are, you're not a person I want in my life. Absolutely not. And so you're not you know you're not a client. You're I don't not want you on my schedule. Whatever. I've, I, don't, I don't have family members over some shit, okay? okay. Like, I don't care who you are. <laughs> if you're harmful to my mental health, I don't want you in my life. <laughs> yeah, basic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, it's a no. Oh, yeah, man. and you know, and that was just a part of um, protecting myself. And for you. And weeding out the clients that I didn't want um, and made room for the clients that I did want. And so now I have a solid clientele. Like I literally, like I am excited to see every single client. Um, my I hold space for my clients, and they know that. And they know, like a lot of our, our sessions are therapeutic sessions. Like yes. they're, they be telling me secrets. Girl, I know. <laughs> and that's a thing. I don't in this tell nobody like, this. No matter what aspect you're in, hair, skin, or nails, like your clients are going to confide in you, and they're going to tell you some stuff. And you need to make sure that that doesn't leave, that those conversations never leave your treatment room or, you know, yeah. manicure table, whatever it is, they don't leave that, that area. Um, it's a part of building trust. And so a lot of times, like there are some times where I'm like having a bad mental health day and maybe just not on my game and I might not provide 
top tier service that day to that client. But I built a relationship with this client. They trust me and they continue to, to book with me month after month after month. And and we just we both on, on both ends, client and provider, we give each other um, grace. Yeah. And, you know, there have been times where I've, I woke up and just was not 100 percent mentally and I needed to take a day. And I can text my clients and be like, look, this is what's going on with me today. Is it okay if we reschedule? And like in the like pit of my gut, I'm like, oh, they're never gonna come back to me. They're gonna be pissed. They're gonna, you know, whatever this is, because that's been my experience before. Yeah. But all my clients just give me grace, and they're like, Morgan, take care of yourself. My my facial can wait. My brows can wait. Whatever it is, like take care of yourself. And Aww. that's yeah, that's been like the biggest lesson for me is when we put ourselves first and foremost, we take care of our physical health, our mental health we can better serve our clients and, and yeah. show up for them and the other people that exist in our lives in general but for our clients like we can show up better as our best selves versus working in a salon or spa setting well, where like you're going to take a client because that's money yeah and it doesn't matter how they affect mm -hmm. you and like and then at the end of the day i go home and i'm just like freaking drained or you know just all these different things so yeah. Well, yeah. you know, not all money is good money. Nope. I nope. mean, we, we know that not all yeah. money is good money. And so I love the fact that you're literally doing it and you're feeling good in what you do. And I see your stories and I love the page for Cloud Studios. If you guys haven't already, like, because I'm sure at this point you have felt compelled to go to Instagram and like put a face to the name and the voice right but if you haven't already go check out cloud studios content because i feel like you guys are really doing it like you guys are really doing a brand in the right way um in my opinion because it's not really associated with you specifically it's about your guys's entire team and it's like well shit. like i have my own studio and i'm like well i want to go work there like, <laughs> i have had hairstylist friends come in here and they're like Morgan, I kind of want to go take some certification classes. I want to work here too. And I'm like, I'm full. <laughs> so talk to me about building a team because I mean, you, you shared your very first experience of being a leader and now how big is the team? Okay. There are. Okay. So it's my wife and I, my wife is 50% owner. She's, she's on this as well. I love she, it. she doesn't work here full time. Uh, she works for free. <laughs> So she does, like, do it this stuff I don't really want to do, right? Um, the goal, <laughs> the goal though, is to get her on here full time. Absolutely. I'm gonna go grab my phone charger. Okay. But um, yeah, the the goal is to have her on here full time. But um, yeah, so it's myself, and then I mentor a new esthetician. Her name is Shelby. Um, she's here right now, actually. I mentor her on Thursdays, Aww. and then um, is that gonna attach? So sorry. You're fine push my phone up here. <laughs> Come on. It's one of those like wireless chart or not wireless, but like, it's like oh, a magnet on the back of your phone. That's cool. Come on. Okay. Okay. There it is. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, so I have Shelby here and she specializes in brows. Um, and right now we are focusing on, um, training her in hydrofacial. So my thing with this is, not 
every service is for everybody. If you don't want to do a service, don't offer it because you're not going to offer it to the best of your ability. Mm -hmm. um, and so I told Shelby, you know, we can we can focus on whatever it is you want to focus on. She really wanted to focus on brows first. So that's what we, we started with. Um, so now she's, she's got free range with her clients at this point, so freaking killed it. Um, and now we're stepping into training with, um, with, with hydrofacial. So she'll be offering that, which I'm like, you freaking go girl. Like she doesn't offer custom facials. She doesn't offer like, you know, like other things, like Some of that, yeah. or things like she's doing brows and hydrofacials. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> know what you want and do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what we're working on with her. And then I also have um, Mackenzie here and Mackenzie, she's been in the industry. I want to say like five years. She oh. only ever worked at one other spa. Um, wow. and she was, uh, we were connected to each other through, um, my friend Shayla, who's a tattoo artist here at Hellbomb in Wichita. Mm -hmm. We both get tattooed by her too. So she was like, Morgan, I really think like that, like you and Mackenzie would really, really mesh well. And so <laughs> Mackenzie came up here while we were still painting and, um, her and I met, I mean, I had like, my hair was probably on top of my head. I was covered in paint. I had probably been crying that day and like we just clicked and and so she's here full time um she specializes in sugaring oh cool. and um yeah and she also does hydrofacial she had offered hydrofacial at her previous spa so she was able to still offer that to her clients here as well um and yeah and she does brows and dermaplanes and just general skincare and then i have quinn here and quinn has been in the industry i want to say for about five years as well mm -hmm. um and Quinn specializes in lash extensions, but she does also hydrofacial and um, regular facial skincare, um, brows and lash lifts as well. Um, Quinn and I actually worked together at my previous, at the last spa I worked for, um, and we stayed friends through that. And um, she, she's like my, I'm a little older than everybody here um, <laughs> by like several years. Stop it. And so um, she's almost kind of like my little sister. Yeah. Um, and then I have um Ramy, who's our massage therapist, and she's just here part super part-time. Um, she's one of my Pilates instructors, and that's how I know her. And like her energy, her vibe, like I was just like, Will you please come work with me? <laughs> like I want you in my space. Please. So yeah. Um, so she's she's here part-time. And then um when she's not in her room, she has um or we have um another Morgan here, uh Morgan C. And um she was a student of mine in like 2018, 2019, something like that. Um, and she's she's been in the industry for a few years and she gets it. And so she had reached out um before right before I think we opened and was like, Morgan, if you have any, if you're hiring, if you have any rooms available, like, let me know, which I had a lot of after we announced we were opening. I, I bet an influx of people reach out to me and they were like, I want to come work for you. Do you have any space? Like complete strangers, people I'd never seen before or talked to. And which like just blew my mind because the night before we signed the lease on this building, I had my first ever panic attack. Like my entire body was shaking. I was laying in bed and like for 30 minutes, I couldn't stop shaking. Oh I was like, gosh. what am I doing? I had fully convinced myself we were going to open here and then fail. Nobody was going to want to work here. I, nobody was going to want to come and be a client here. Like I had let myself believe that. And 
then we signed the lease and I was like, okay, there's no going back. Okay, we're, we're doing it. For five years, so we got to make it work. And even my wife, she was like, if we don't have anyone like working here, like, can you afford this on your own? And I was like, uh, like, <laughs> For I mean, the business expenses what? and the way I live my life, no. <laughs> like it's one or the other. <laughs> and so, yeah. So there was a lot of. Um, yeah. She put a lot of trust in me. And yeah. Faith. And so here we are. And um, yeah, this wasn't the original building we wanted. We started looking for a building. So we opened, we signed the lease yeah. here on okay. March 1st yeah. of this year Sweet. Mm -hmm. and no, um, opened on March 31st. We like knocked shit out and opened yeah, it days. <laughs> I was like, what? And like, I was we not wasting time. I was like, we gotta go, we gotta open. Like we had originally found a different building. We started looking in November, beginning of November this past year. And we were working with a realtor and um, we wanted location was the most important thing for us i wanted to be centrally located i wanted to make sure that um we had uh you know good parking because wichita's mm -hmm. not ready to walk anywhere no <laughs> <laughs> and central like like being centrally located here you know you, okay. most people think of downtown and like parking is real iffy downtown it especially is. for businesses so um yeah parking was the most important thing and parking for me to is find. so important because if it's an inconvenience like they will not nope. come yep yep 100 percent so um, we found a building and it was a 4,000 square foot building. I have not actually even told this story publicly yet. I've had conversations privately, but like I've not even told this story to the world yet. Yay! So um, yeah, we found a building. Um, it was owned by um, a gentleman here who owns a construction company as well. And um, he, the building had sat empty for a little while and we were kind of like, Cause like, I mean, for the last couple of years, it's been empty. And I was like, Hmm, I don't know. Is there a reason this has been empty or like, has it just been waiting for us? Right. Like, is it waiting for us to come? <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, we, we crunched numbers and my wife and I had just shy of 30 grand that we were ready to, um, to use, to put into this business. We, um, we were fully convinced that we would get that building. Um, however, once we crunched the numbers, we we were going to need a loan. We were going to need about $77,000 to open. Um, it was an old office building and it had private offices. Um, so the business um, plan for that was all studio rental, but we wanted more of a collective, not just estheticians. We wanted more of a collective of wellness, like private practice therapists, art therapy, even just regular artists who needed a studio space. It wasn't just going to be in the beauty industry. Yeah. I made a freaking 30 page business plan for this building. Okay. My wife, who's also an owner, her credit score is like high eight, eight hundreds. Okay. Like freaking great. We had 30 grand. My credit score is not that high, but it is good. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really didn't think we were going to have a problem getting this building but we couldn't get the money. We couldn't get approved for a loan. And it had nothing to do with the money we had, our business plan, nothing. It had everything to do with the fact that banks would not lend to us because we were considered a startup. Yep. And small business association um, who do lend to startups wouldn't lend to us because of our business plan. Studio rental is considered passive income. 
and they wouldn't lend to us. And I was like, what the fuck? Like how, how oh people my open? Gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, we had even made the LLC based on this building. Like the name was for that building. It was a low rise building. So like, it was so cool. It was super mid-century modern. But it's a building like basically you had to walk up a flight of stairs and it was in the, in the um, it was enclosed in glass walls and then you'd get up inside of this building. So it was uh, up in the sky. And so we named it Cloud Studios. Um, and then we couldn't get, get it. We couldn't get the building. I mean, the building owner, the rent for this 4000 square foot building was like, I want to say twenty eight hundred a month. Okay. He lowered it to a thousand dollars a month, trying to help us out. And I, at the end of it, I was like, "You can lower it to zero dollars. We still need seventy-five thousand dollars or whatever to make to even this work. open. And we can't get it. We've only got thirty. So we had to walk away from that building. And this was the very toward the end of December this past year. And I, it was consuming me. It was a hundred percent consuming me. I was not sleeping. I was only solely focused on this building and how we were going to get this business up and running. And so the last two weeks of December, I just stepped away. I said, okay, I need to step away. If this is going to happen, it will happen. I'm taking all of these little things that are keeping us from opening as a sign that this isn't right. This isn't the time. Right. And so I stepped away and focused more on, you know, back on the things that were important and my clients and the business that I was running at the time, you know, my own personal business. And then the beginning of this year, I was like, okay, let's just keep looking. Let's see what else is out there. And so I got a hold of my realtor and we started looking at buildings again. And I actually looked at the building next door to this one. And I was like, I want that building. It's, it's been a favorite building of mine here in Wichita for so long. Like I want it. It's available. We got to get this. So we went and looked at it. And our realtor, she said, I think we really need to look at the building next door. And I was like, no. Girl, no. <laughs> no, I want this one. This is what I want. <laughs> and um, two days later, we, we walked in here. And I swear to God, Caitlin and I took two steps in these doors. And we were like, what are we saying? This is it. Yeah, this is it. It felt right. Um, the layout of the entire place. There's a, we have 21 parking spots in our parking lot. It's a private parking lot. Like, it's beautiful. I was it like, is. this is it. This is the place we're supposed to be. And so all of the things that were keeping us from getting that other building, like they were signs. That's yeah, not where were. we were meant to be. I would not have been able to manage a 4,000 square foot building. Are you freaking kidding me? Like on my own and still have my own aesthetics business with my clients. And like here, I can do that. It, yes. <laughs> It's right what you need. It's yeah. it's exactly what you need. Have you ever uh, heard of co-creating? Like with the universe? Mm, maybe. Okay, Tell so it's more. like it's like this concept of when you're in flow state and you are co-creating. It's so funny. It's 111 right now. Like just by the way, uh, <laughs> when you're in flow state and you are co-creating with the universe, um, things that are for you, they come so effortlessly. It's like, it's like water, right? It just goes. But when it's not for you and you are not co-creating with the universe, there are so many obstacles. And then let's say you chisel down that obstacle and you're like, okay, cool. Like you said, you could discount it down to freaking a thousand dollars. I said, no, it's not working. It's not going to work for us. So why would I 
why would I force it? And I just feel like what you just described was literally the perfect definition of when you are co-creating with the universe Mm -hmm. and then boom, here you are. You've got the space that's perfect for you. It fits your team. It's your aesthetic. It's just, and I mean, funny on the name story, but how perfect, right? (laughs) We, we evolved a little bit, you know, I was like, okay, how are we going to make this cloud theme like a thing? But like, you know, with our branding here, and there were so many limitations that the building owner at the other one was was requiring of us. You know, we could paint the walls white, and I was like, mm, "That's okay. not a paint the wall." We can, like, okay, we white. can de- we can decorate with pops of color. I was, you know, like trying to like minimize myself and my vision. And then when we looked at this building, the there was a realtor that was showing us the building on behalf of the building owner, and I said to him, "I said, can we?" can we go crazy in here? Like we can paint whatever we want. He goes, go for it. And I was like, okay. I'm <laughs> and I was like so <laughs> nervous for the owner to come in. We didn't meet her until we had already signed the lease and we're like heavily into painting and stuff here. Um, she recently popped in for the first time. She made it inside the building just maybe two weeks ago. And I was so nervous. I was like, <laughs> like because this is always in a dentist's office. It was very clinical and very white in here. Yeah. And now it is the complete opposite and i was so nervous about her seeing this building and she walked in she goes oh my god this is amazing you guys did such a great job and i was like thank god (laughs) like i know it's my business but like she owns the building you know i was like what do you think (laughs) she she could be okay with this (laughs) yeah for sure but yeah i know you know it it really co-creating yeah like if something is not working out for you step away from it like the timing it's the timing and that was not you know maybe someday we can get that building and we can grow as a business but at right now at this moment in our journey that's just not it and i'm so happy here my team is so happy here you know i one of the girls i had checked in with about a month after we had been open just to kind of see how she was doing she was like morgan my mental health has never been better like this last month has completely transformed my mental health and i was like that was the goal like i want to create like my cloud studios focuses mainly on the well-being of its providers here first and foremost we do not focus on the client aspect first it's our team and us as providers first and then it's our clients second when you take care of yourself first, your physical and your mental health first, you can you can you can provide that better service and take care of others, right? Yes. Um, and so, I told the girls here. So they are all employees of mine. They I gave them the option before we opened to rent their rooms if they wanted, and everybody chose to be an employee, and I pay them fifty percent commission, um, which is on the high end for a commission. Yeah, um, it is. You're not going to find that generally. Yeah. Um, but my thing about that too is, you know fair pay um they had a clientele that they were bringing with them that i did not have to necessarily provide for them um training wise you know i trained shelby she's a little bit lower on on, she's at 43 percent right now and as she continues to grow and her and retain her clients then she'll get up to that 50 percent as well but the other girls they're at 50 percent um because i wanted to make sure that they have a paycheck that is livable mm-hmm. and they don't have to go out and get a second job. Yeah. You know? 
one of one of the girls does have a second job right now but her goal is to leave that second job and be here full time um and so you know we work on that but um yeah i just was like i'm not opening my my spot to become rich and be greedy i want to open because i want to create a safe space for us as as providers as as professionals first and foremost but also create a safe space for clients because there are not many you will not walk into another spa that looks like mine in which no that's true you are 100% yeah we are 100% (laughs) unique and that was really important to me as well I did not want to open another white spa like white walls you know you know what I mean you know what I mean yes I do I know (laughs) which is for it is for your aesthetic Mm -hmm. cool yeah you know but like me, I'm a very dark aesthetic, you know, yeah. it's, I like black, everything blacked out. Everybody's different. And what I love yours. I love it. It's so, I don't know. I call it like a modern 60s, 70s type vibe, but it's uh-huh. just like peace, love, hair grease type energy. <laughs> yeah. So before we, we announced our brand and that we were opening, I was working with, um, she's actually my nail artist, but she does, um, she's a graphic designer as well. So she does branding and marketing and website design and stuff oh, wow. like that for businesses. And so I, I, I budgeted her into the money that we had. So we going kind of just real quick, touching back on the money situation, I had crunched the numbers. I was like, this is what we can do with the money that we have. We opened and still had 10 grand in the bank. Let's go. Yeah. So we opened zero debt and I was like, you doesn't, did it. doesn't everybody want to open a business with no debt? Are you kidding me? That's the we goal. That. But anyway, so so I was working with Tanya and um, she was so wonderful. Um, very, very thorough in making sure that she was going to create a vision or a brand that we had in mind. Right. And so I told her, I said, this might sound kind of weird, but like I want like whimsical Barbie dream house meets pastel danish decor meets meow wolf right like <laughs> i love it but i did it you did <laughs> it is so just like totally weird and random but like that's it's the so vision cute. that's what i had in my mind and a lot of this really is it does come from my childhood as well um i wanted to create a brand that in a space that insight insights creativity um that makes people feel comfortable in um you know i have uh, mackenzie has a client who is a transgender man and at the last spa that she worked at when he came in to see her for his services he would sit in his car and wait he wouldn't go and wait in the waiting area there and that was my thing i was like you know there are so many people that don't that maybe want to get these services, but don't feel comfortable stepping into a clinical type of spa setting, yeah. right? So we're not doing that. We are going to create something completely different and a place where people might feel and hopefully do feel comfortable in. And I had a conversation with him at his first appointment and he's also a barber here locally. And he was like, no, I like totally love this. Like you freaking nailed it. And I was like, oh. I was so validated in that and I could have cried. Like I was like, Oh my God. I was like, my vision and my dream is working. It is. And you know what, Morgan, you will forever have success for that very reason. Like you come from a very pure place and it's just people, 
people know, you know, you can tell that energy, you know, when someone is not authentically invested in your well-being, mm-hmm. you feel it before you even know what it is. You're like, mm, something's off something's wrong here. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's off. Yeah. Never a second. Do I feel that energy? And I know that is how your clients feel. And I know that's how your staff feels. And yeah. Like I said, forever you will be successful in whatever you decide to do. If you went and decided, you know what? Alaska needs ice cream trucks, right? <laughs> like, I think We're you make it happen. I think you could kill it. I think you could because you just come from that place. And when you create from that space, you're no longer demanding anything from the universe. You are what I call co-creating and the universe is going to deliver. Like it's going to say, okay. How can I help someone who is trying to help someone? Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing it. And okay. So before we go, because I just, we could talk all day, right? Oh my gosh. I know. I'm looking at the time here and I'm like, I've been talking a lot. (laughs) No, you're fine. This is right where we need to be. Um, Do you feel like there's anything that you want to say that maybe we miss? Anything that you were like thinking about it all night? You were like, I have to say this tomorrow. Anything like that? You know, something else, I guess, you know, just talking about anything that I want to do, I can do. Like, I'll be successful, right? Like, I, there are things, you're going to come into, like, for somebody new, um, you know, you're going to work with, you're possibly going, you know, not, it's not, it's not 100% certain, but you're possibly going to work with, or for people who, will help create doubt within you. And when I left the last spa I worked at, I was still friends with people that worked there. And um, so things that were being said about me were getting back to me. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing in particular that was said was that um, I was gonna struggle without them. I was going to struggle. And um, every single day that has been on repeat in my mind. Um, since I left there and, but like, I didn't allow it to consume me to a point where I doubted myself. I let it drive me. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to struggle without you. Bitch. Watch me. Watch this. And And, and, you know, and I know I'm not the only person that that's been said about too. And so you're going to have people that like create that doubt within you, make you feel like you can't do something. But if you put in the work and be your authentic self, because that's what it was for me, was not being pretending like I was somebody else anymore. Like the things that are meant for you will come for you. And so just don't let that, the, those kinds of things create a detour or shadow your dreams of being yes. a business owner, being successful or it, anything like that, you know, um, let it drive you. Let it drive yeah. you to be better. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Oh, look at you. <laughs> okay. Would you ever consider coming back on the show by chance? A thousand percent. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Because I always love asking people. So here's how I'm looking at this, right? And then we're going to wrap this up. But so I'm looking at this as like, this is kind of where I'm starting with podcasting and it's going so well. Like, it's really crazy to think like I have almost a thousand listeners uh-huh. on a podcast that I literally was just like, oh, I'm gonna do this for fun. 
Um, but I want to kind of circle back and do like a six months, where are they now kind of thing. Okay. And I'd love to bring you on for that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. How can people connect with you on social media? How can they come in and book a facial? Like how do they get the yeah, cloud so, studios experience? So we right now are open by appointment only. We do not have a receptionist. That was, you know, a good portion of our budget that we had to cut. Yeah. But because we are smaller and all of us, for the most part, are um, seasoned in this industry, you know, we check our clients in, we check our own clients out. You know, it's not a big yeah. deal. So we don't have reception. However, um, we do have a website through Square, but which I can't remember, like, off the top of my head because it's it's weird. Long. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on our Instagram account, which is cloudstudios.ict. Um, you can click the book now button and you can book through there. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So you can follow us on there. Um, we feature all of our providers on there. You're going to see a little bit more of me just because like, I love the social media thing and I'm kind of good at it. Um, and so that's not for everybody. And I'm totally <laughs> cool with that as well. Yeah. Like some of these girls are like, I don't love social media. I'm like, that's fine, girl. Like, don't be on I social media. It. I don't care. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Um, so you're going to probably see a lot of me on there, but, um, yeah, you can follow all of our other girls on there as well. And, um, you know, follow our personal pages too. On my personal page, it might get a little weird, but, uh, <laughs> I don't hide who I am. So if somebody doesn't like me for who I am, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So follow her. yeah. Well, awesome. I love it. Guys, go over there, go follow her page, spam her account ask questions. She's a great resource. I mean, you're literally hearing it from me. Like this is one of the people in my life who helps influence like a lot of some of the, some of the decisions that I've made as being an esthetician. I've came to her about questions. She actually is one of the reasons I went to the school that I went to. So um, it's really yeah. cool and kind of a full circle moment for me. I'm kind yeah. of like fangirling. Um, yeah. <laughs> you on, so thank you. I, and I just want to say that I am so proud of you. I know like we've like, I've like messaged it to you too, oh but like face to face, I'm so proud of you because you, you are a baby in this industry and look what you've freaking done. Like you're absolutely amazing. And you're also, I mean, you are a black lesbian woman, um, which a lot of times we don't really see, especially see, we see a lot of me, right? We see a lot of me in this industry. Um, and so I'm super proud of you for making Aww. your your way in this industry and making a name for yourself. Oh, I can't wait to see what else happens for you. Thank you so much, babe. Okay, well, I'm not gonna cry on here, y'all, because I got on the side. Um, but please make sure you guys go connect with me and um, the podcast. Chandelier the Esthetician is on YouTube. You can also follow Skin is in Studios on Instagram, or you guys know how to find me on Instagram. My name is Chandelier. C-H-A-N-D-A-L-I. Please don't go anywhere. I have an entire playlist right here for you. So if you're looking for something else, check out the next episode. Thank you so much, Morgan, for coming on. Thank you. Yes. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. All right.